We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody, and welcome Jimmy! to another episode of No Other Pods. I'm Jimmy, as always, with my good buddy Dan. Dan, we do not have a victory pod this week, and it's uh, it's a little sad. Nah, bro. I know but, what you're uh, thinking. You're like, why is he so excited? Like, we didn't even win. No, nah, man, I'm just excited to talk to you. Like, that's it. <laughs> it's the best part of your week, right? Yeah, that's it, dude. We, we aren't talking about victories or anything like that. Uh, it's just good. It's just damn good to see you. Yeah, it's, uh, man, I've had a long long week since we last recorded my oh, god this sounds personal and uh maybe you don't want to air all that out uh oh, I mean, all your grievances <laughs> no there's no grievances except for the fact that i have a grievance with my old sump pump that failed last week and oh, left five Lord. inches of water in our basement so you gotta, sometimes you just got to give it a good jostle man you, sometimes you got to hump the sump pump you know what i mean you <laughs> well gotta... i did not try that but what i did it so... rhymes so it's got to work it was a uh, quick story time. Then we'll talk soccer. Oh. But I, you know, Thursdays are our trash day. So every Wednesday I go down collect the trash all around the house, you know, take it out to the, the street. And I gathered all the trash everywhere, except for down in our basement where like cat litter boxes are and stuff. So I'm like, let me, let me go down there. And oh, I no. opened the door and I had this moment of like, it felt like I was in a dream almost because <laughs> I just see water everywhere. And I see our litter boxes are just floating like, oh. li- like little boats just through our basement and, and your like, cat's just in one of them like help me <laughs> it would have been funny that would have been um, great but i sit there and it took me a second to process what i was looking at and so i process it and i just go oh shit and Brittany's upstairs and she's like what and she, i'm like our basement is flooded and she told me later she goes my first thought is he's overreacting like oh my god something something probably spilled <laughs> it's fine and then and then she comes down and she goes oh it's flooded and so then i go into what do i do it's 8 30 at night like i start start googling places long story short we got someone out there their first truck with the water vacuum failed so they had to send a second truck out there oh, it's 2 a.m neighbors called the cops on us because i guess they just thought we were doing construction just for kicks at 1 30 in the morning you had the cops called on you they were like <laughs> the cop showed up and he was like are you the homeowner and i was like yes our basement flooded it's got six inches of water down there. And he's like, okay. He goes, someone called, but like, that's a serious problem. And honestly, the sound, it's not that bad. Like, it's not that loud. So like, oh, good no. luck. So you got bitch ass neighbors. 
Apparently, I was like, what kind of name? Like, we, we're not that close with our neighbors. We're like, you, yeah. you wave and you say hi. But like, we've lived in this house for three years now. You know, oh, we're no. not throwing ragers. We barely say hi to our family when they come over at times. So, like, so you were keeping them up. You were probably being loud with a shop vac or whatever. Maybe, but like, come out and be like, hey, it's like, you guys having a problem or like, is there something that can happen in the morning? And it'd be like, yeah. no, sorry, our basement's in the process of flooding. And they'd be like, oh, good luck. Instead yeah, of just, I'm going to jump to calling the cops. I might call too, man. I don't know. You don't know oh, how it yes. sounds. I One mean, it's a... it was not that loud. And there was know. a giant ass vacuum coming from the back of the truck into our house. Oh, and clearly an ass that... vacuum. This is a whole different story. So anyway, <laughs> we've, we've, we've since had a new sump pump installed. The yeah. water is out of the basement. Uh, it was not a fun experience, but that one thing led to another that identified a drainage issue we have outside our house. So that's been my week. Wow. So it's well, uh, shit. No bueno. I'm training for a marathon. That's my week. There you go. <laughs> that's awesome. No, it's not that awesome. I'm very tired, but, uh, <laughs> I'm doing physical therapy cause I'm holding my knee falls apart when I ran two miles. Oh, hell yeah, bro. I, my freaking <laughs> arthritis, my doctor was like, you know what you need, uh, to add on to your, what you're already taking some extra strength Tylenol. And I was like, okay. Um, uh, you know, and those, that shit says only take for 10 weeks right? unless directed by a doctor. And I'm like, I've never been able to say directed by a doctor I have been getting, directed by the doctor in that age man so <laughs> now i'm popping them like tic tacs well hey we're getting older and it's i mean it's not that bad we're both in our 30s it's fine we're gonna survive but it's just like feels like something happens man i know we're gonna have some listeners who are past their 30s who are gonna be like chill it's not that bad but it did yeah. feel like i turned 30 a few years back and something clicked in my body where it's like suddenly you cannot do the things you used to be able to do just 24 hours ago yeah that'll happen you know, so that's what it is but uh we oh, don't dude. have any new reviews this week but i do right. wanna you brought to my attention and i believe you are correct it appears we may have missed a review in december bro something happened and i'm blaming apple all day every day i'm do blaming it. apple do it. and and bro this was on my birthday from facebooker t which I'm like, oh my god i love the play and i love <laughs> booker t i can dig it sucker i can dig it but this is I got to read it, man, because we didn't at the time. And I'm like, first of all, let me preface this. If you left a review and we don't read it on here, that's not normal. So, I mean, hit us up, shoot us an email, send us mm -hmm. a tweet. Let us uh, know. You know, text Jimmy. Let us let us know. <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> I'll give you his number real quick. Uh, <laughs> so they said a highlight of every week, five stars. Being able to count on these guys to bring Sporting KC slash general soccer news every week has been incredibly helpful while trying to make it through my work week during these pandemic times. Please keep it up, Jimmy and Dan, and thank you. Also, happy birthday, Coos. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, I'm so my. sad I missed that because that was my birthday. And you know what? It also reminds me, we did the damn thing every week during a pandemic. Mm -hmm. Other people might have disappeared. We're here. <laughs> Other people might be mad. Oh, you guys, you know, you're not really talking any soccer. Guess what? There was no soccer, bitches. There's no soccer <laughs> to talk about. So when there's soccer, we talk about it. When there's not, we we bullshit. And we talk about pop culture. And we yeah. have fun because that's our freaking therapy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And people well, stick with us. Yeah. That last part, I can't. I mean, it's true. We love doing this. We love hearing from you guys. We love engaging with the fans we've met some really cool people through this and we want to keep doing that uh but but yeah i mean it, it was 
for me during the pandemic this hour and I know I've said this before but it, it was the thing that was like the little anchor of normalcy every week where it's like yeah. I know every Tuesday night I'm gonna be talking with Dan we're gonna be doing a podcast so it's been cool it's great, man. And to hear things like that, I'm sorry we didn't get to that uh, and read that. But if you've let to, yet to leave us a review, uh, get on there and click the click the five star rating and, and leave your leave your piece. Leave you your know? five star rating and review. Uh, tell your friends. You're gonna want to tell your friends because you know we, we we've been teasing some things. We're not gonna be able to make any sort of announcement Bro. or anything this week. But we we have something that might be it. able to be kind of cool for you guys next week. I so, teased it for this week and it's like, it's, ah, we got to push it. It's and not your fault. It's out of our control. It's coming. It's, it's out coming. of our control. We, but we have to push something until next week. And yeah. it's not like the biggest of things, but it's something cool that we think is, is, is right. going to be something that our fans might enjoy. I mean, so, it's not Matt Beasler or anything. That'd be freaking cool. No, it's but, not a player. Uh, it's not an interview, but it's just, yeah. uh, you know, uh, a little, um, partnership perhaps. Oh my God. He no, said we'll too see. much. He said too much. <laughs> Shut it down. So uh, we'll check that out. But speaking of partnerships in the meantime, go to hellotushy.com slash no other, get 10% off your Hello Tushy bidet. Do it, people. Yeah. You're going to want to take care of your butt. It's important. But um, speaking of butts, but let's talk about soccer. So we have to, though. Like, I mean, what was the RSL game, right? Do we really got to? We got to break this so down. So that's the thing that almost makes this sting that much more. It hurts, bro. It As makes we... my teeth sensitive. Yeah, because as we know, like SKC doesn't really have a traditional rivalry, I would say. Just like, some, like you know, the Red Bulls and NYCFC, even though that's a newer thing, it's a natural rivalry. You know, there, there are some LAFC and the LA Galaxy, the Portland Timbers and the Seattle Sounders. You know, there are rivalries that are in place that it's like, that's, you know, one of the better rivalries in MLS. SKC doesn't really have one, but for me, Throughout my fandom, my most hated club consistently in terms of when we play them on the field is Real Salt Lake. Yeah. So I always want to kick their ass when we play them. And, uh, you know, I was feeling good heading into this game. I said last week, so maybe I take the blame for this. I thought we were going to win. I, I, if I remember correctly, I think you thought we'd do decent as well. I thought we'd do decent until I started looking at their freaking, you know, stats. And like their, you know, how they were doing as opposed to the rest of the league, you know, in their in their first, well, they played one less game than everybody, so they, you know, yeah, their stats can't really match up, but they, they it looked fine, you know, and I was like, we might be in trouble. Yeah, well, and and you know, we we get the starting lineup, and it's a little different. There were some uh, changes, a little bit. <laughs> uh, apparently, Cave Rod is uh, just ready to fall in there. Well, Peter Vermees not as much, at least. I so. Clearly he's, he's comfortable and Peter thinks he's comfortable and just felt really weird. I was like, damn, is this the quickest homegrown to get signed and then make the starting lineup? I, he very well, damn well could be. It might be, but hold I'm that thought. We'll see, what, we'll see what happens Sunday. Cause we got another homegrown signing to talk about here in a little bit. He could oh. start on Sunday. <laughs> uh, but we had Alan Polito and Johnny Russell both returned to the lineup though. Johnny was on the left side. Yeah, that and, and that, that felt nice. It felt nice to have that normalcy back because, you know, Nate was hyping it up. Uh, Nate BK was hyping it up at the beginning saying, when Alan Polito and Johnny Russell are on the field, sporting scores goals and they usually win. Yeah. And I was like, that's a, you know, there's numbers to back that up. And sure enough, dude, we did score. 
<laughs> and we did score. And we'll talk it about went. that because it, it was a nice goal. And I want to sure. talk about that, break it down a little bit. Uh, but Ilya Sanchez returned to the starting lineup, not in place of Remy Walter, but in place of Gadi Kinda. Yeah. So we had a DP on the bench. And then, as you mentioned, uh, back line. <laughs> That's just a random fact, by the way. A DP was on the bench. You don't hear that very often. Right. It's weird. Yeah. And then uh, we had uh, Luis Martins uh, at the back left, Fontas, uh, Jalen Lindsay at the back right, and then Kave Rad starting at the right center back position. His first Did start is MLS debut. Rod. R- probably Rod. Rad. I don't know. It's spelled I've, Rad. I, everyone says it different ways, and I'm also think you think it's, it's like an you think it's like an Israeli name, and I think he's as American as you can get, right? I think it's Rad, Kaveh Rad, as how I most huh? commonly heard it pronounced. Well, people and are then, bringing that word back. A lot of people saying Rad these days. I'm not really into it. Right, I haven't heard that. You haven't heard people saying that's Rad? No. Good. That means you don't hang out with dum dums. <laughs> They're not saying that's radical, is it? Uh, yeah, it's absolutely an abbreviation for radical. Well, I so know that essentially but... they are. Okay, I just didn't know if they're going full, you know, full bore. You know, 1994, it, no. being like this radical, no tubular or excellent or anything like that, Gnarly. You know? dude. But <laughs> but rad, people are saying rad, and I'm like, stop, <laughs> please stop. <laughs> what are you what are you doing? Uh, and then Pulse Camp rounding out the goal. Um, I, yeah, man, look, we, we were playing a Beasler. Nick Beasler was on the other side. Uh, Ruby over Bean, Damir Krylock. We got all too familiar with both of those opposing players this game. I felt decent slash excited once I saw this lineup because I was like, I'm excited to see what Walter and Ilya can do in the midfield together. I'm excited to have Polito and Johnny Russell back in the starting lineup, even though my conundrum, and I feel like it kind of played itself out in this game a little bit, is I like Kyrie and Johnny both on the right side. And there's only one right side wing spot. Man, maybe, so, they need to, maybe they need to stack it like a, like a swinging gate two-point conversion play in football, <laughs> you know, just stack everyone on the right. Just leave the left side of the field wide open. Absolutely. Hey, you know, I'll uh, make sure to pass your thoughts on the Peter Vermees and say, don't this is from Daniel Kuzer of No Other Pod. Well, you don't have to name me. In fact, he would know <laughs> me better by uh, my code name of uh, Dragon Ball. <laughs> come back to that one at that's the point only thing i why is that the first thing i thought of i don't even i know nothing you've been watching some dragon ball z I, there or? nope i don't even watch that okay well there you go i don't know where it came from but yeah I, i'm not a big anime fan i'm sure i've heard there's really I'm good ones either. but i've never really watched any so yeah i watched some pacific rim on netflix that was cool there you go. There's an anime there, but did not know that. Yeah, I don't know. Closest I got was Pokemon back in the day. Oh, sure. Got to catch them all. Never was into Yu-Gi-Oh or or Dragon Ball Z or anything really. But nah. Uh, let's uh, you know. Okay, so this game started 16 minutes in. Sporting's having a little bit of buildup. Uh, Alan Polito gets the ball at about midfield, finds Kyrie running down the right side, wide open. Kyrie almost makes a mess of it. He bungles the ball a little bit at his feet, but he saves it, passes the ball. I'm not convinced he wasn't passing to Gianluca Buzio. It might have been a, a pass to Buzio, but the best part of this goal was Buzio's dummy that stole the soul of Justin Glad straight off the field where he left it for Polito, dragging behind him, and Polito just exp- – I mean, this is why he's the $9 million striker – expertly slots it in the bottom right corner suddenly sporting kc are up 1-0 in the 17th minute and i was feeling great yeah you can't put it on I, at first i'm like let's give buzio this credit nah dude you can't give buzio the credit at the end 
in the post game, Kyrie said he told Busio to leave it. He passed it. He yelled, "Leave it!" Oh, it was to Polito. So I missed that somehow. Busio, yeah, Busio just did what he was told. It, it was a short, like ninety second press post game presser he did uh, on Zoom or whatever. So I take it you weren't on there asking questions. I wasn't on that one, no. But yeah. I missed that. But that's yeah, that's what he said. So uh sorry boost i mean we we can give you all the credit for following directions but uh he did not have the instinct to dummy that ball but uh Kyrie knew what he was doing yeah you're right he said when i passed it i told him to leave it and alan that's what he does with his placement a great goal so fucking fact checking me over here i, I know what the <laughs> hell i'm talking about man. no i believe i believe you baby i'm not questioning <laughs> it's just uh, you know this was a weird outside of that goal this was a weird game for Sporting KC. And it's yeah. kind of been a weird few games to start the season. I don't want to say, you know, look, it's it's a three-game sample size. I don't want to say it's a trend yet because three games is not enough. But typically, Sporting KC pretty dominantly wins the possession battle. And that's not been happening these first few games. Wow. Once again, Sporting KC lost the possession battle 46 to 54. They got outshot 10 to 6. Shots on goal, 4 to 1. They lost passing accuracy. It's just, you know, this is not the typical sporting KC that we've kind of gotten used to seeing. And uh, 35th minute, uh, Damir Krylock just gets a free, I mean, it's not really a free header, but it's kind of free header off of a cross, kind of uh, just in the run of play. Gets a header, Jalen Lindsay, I think kind of just loses Krylock. Um, Ilya doesn't really stick with him as he's running up the midfield. So you could put it on Ilya. There's no center back there. Krylock just gets up, heads it in one, one. It's not good. I got to tell you, if Jalen's not careful, Zeus is coming for his spot. Like Jalen's got to, Jalen's got to lock some shit down. I know he had a tough game against Nani, but there are times when I'm like, Jalen, you, you got to be solid in there, brother. And it's not, are any of these goals post camps fault? Let's start there. Uh, I mean, that one. Yes and no. Uh, the, the the defense has to do a better job there. Exactly. And does Tim Melia maybe do a little more solid work? Uh, maybe. Maybe. But I I mean that's I think it's and a little harsh to put strictly on Pulse Camp. Sure. There. And does Kendall McIntosh start this weekend? Um, man, I don't. That's a tough Strange. question because Stranger do you, things have happened. I mean, stranger things have happened, but do you? I guess the question comes down to, do you put this loss on Pulse Camp? No, I mean, come on. It's a team game, dude. It's not on Pulse Camp. Right. I think Pulse Camp's done fine the first two games. This game obviously did not go well, but this game did not go well from the back line. Um, goalie, Rod, can't do, goalie can't do everything, dude. That's a huge goal. No. That's a huge ask to expect, you know? I mean, if you if you look at the second goal here uh, that started, you know, seven minutes into the second half, and the second half was not good for Sporting KC, Sporting's midfield was not doing the back line any favors. Uh, I do not know really what was happening, but when, when RSL gets this ball and turns on the counter, the midfield is all up at the midfield line or in RSL's half. RSL midfielder runs with the ball for 30 yards before somebody challenges him, and it's Kave Rad stepping up to challenge him. And, and, the, the RSL players just able to dribble around Rad. And at that point, it's just another 15 yards before he, you know, the, what Rad did is the same thing Andre Fontes kind of got in trouble with before is stepping up 
misplaying it and then you leave a hole in the back line because then the entire line has to shift and that's what happened is then Fontas had to shift over to fill the gap and Luis Martins had to shift over to fill the gap that Fontas left which left Rubio Rubin wide open on the back post he gets it one-on-one with Pulse Camp and there's just nothing Pulse Camp tries to get big but there's nothing he can do and I just I don't know I said a lot there but I just I feel like the midfield and the back line are not in sync right now in this game yeah, it's I, I totally agree. Um, you know, something I just stumbled across, by the way. Did you know that there is a Sporting KC pronunciation playlist of all players' names? I knew that. I just haven't gone through and listened to oh, Kawhi Rad's. I didn't know that at all. I mean, it's sportingkc.com slash pronunciations. And it's a whole SoundCloud thing. And they just they just say their names. That Each player says their names. That's amazing. Yeah. No, it's cool. What the technology, man? <laughs> um, this this third goal, this is one of the worst goals I've seen Sporting Casey give up in a long time. Yeah, this one was it Tom Bogert, I think it was, and I think you retweeted this from the pod account. Took a screenshot of when Rubio Rubin got this ball, and it's Rubio Rubin, and then four Sporting KC players and Pulse Camp in goal, and yeah. there's no five on one. No business this should end up in a goal. And he he just like Rubin scores here. And, and he like, takes a minute and he takes a minute and Jalen stabs and Kave stabs. No one gets that ball from him. No, Kave and Jalen kind of switched, and neither one of them were willing to step up and actually challenge him. They both kind of just they didn't want to foul. No. And they gave him a yard of space. And he's just driving at Kave, driving at Kave, cuts inside. Jalen too scared to step up. Kave doesn't step up. Rubin's just doing a little dance back and forth. It's like he's just, you know, salsaing out on the field. And then he just finds a little window and fires it. And uh, yeah, again, could Pulse Camp have, have maybe done a, a little better here? Uh, probably because. But should he have to? Should he even be put in that position? You've got to shut that down. Exactly. And, and this is a good shot by Rubin because. Pulse camp's leaning to his left because he's not looking at, he's got, you know, sees Rubin. There's two defenders right in front of him. He's like, he's not going to try to sneak it in this one foot of space to my right. If he's going anywhere, he's going far post. I'm going to have to cheat and dive. So he starts cheating. And the second he leans, Rubin shoots it inside the near post. Yep. And there's Rubin nothing knew, Pulse camp can do. I mean, Rubin, 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 Rubin has like, what, two goals and two assists in two games? That, I mean, that was just a quality striker putting on a clinic against two young players. Is that his stats though? I mean, am I, am I right there? Uh, like I'm he's gonna... scored and assisted in both games. You might, you might be right. Let me, let me see here. It's, um, I, I thought I heard that somewhere. So he, he at least has two goals in two matches. I know that. Well, he scored twice in this game alone. Oh, there it is, bro. Two goals and two assists, two games. There you go. Yep. Easy enough. You're hundred percent correct. So, I mean, RSL has somebody here. I mean, that's a pretty, pretty sweet deal. And he just, he, I mean, he took him to lunch and, yeah. you know, it just, there is was. He, is he on the U.S. team? Rubio Rubin? Yeah. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Is he a U.S., I mean, I guess he is an American U.S. Wow. national. You're, you're witnessing racism and it's fine. No, I, for some reason, <laughs> for some reason I thought. Yeah, okay. He's joining the Guatemalan national team. That's what I thought. Oh, okay. Three days ago, there was a report that says he's joining the Guatemalan national team. Oh, okay. But he's an American citizen, right? 
he is an American, but he's got he's uh, dual uh, nationality in terms of soccer. So I was trying to figure out, is he an American? Like I, I started saying American, U.S. national team player. And he has made some appearances um, within the U.S. system, but he's not getting any playing time. So looks like he's going to go join the Guatemalan national team. Right. So it's a bold strategy. We'll see how that works out for him. But I mean, man, this game ends three one, and it's kind of crushing. Sucks. It sucks. Yeah, kind of heartbreaking, really. Where do you go from? I mean, look, okay. Let me take a step back from that statement. It's the third game. Well, Again, don't they have Bobby Wood as well? Uh, they, I believe, they did sign him, but I don't yeah. know what his status is. Well, I think his wife was pregnant. Is uh, okay. Is pregnant. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's like they they're pretty set for scorers, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I mean, they're not going to be a fun team to play if our back line can't get it together. And I'm not willing to say it can't get it together because again, this is the third game of the year. We had a person making their MLS debut in this game. Our regular starting center back was injured, so it's, you know, we're going to chill for a second, but Peter Vermees said, I think we got tired. We were very, very sloppy with the ball, and that caused too many problems for us. He said, I'd be interested to see how many times we strung eight passes together. We lost the ball regularly. You do that more, and you're more than likely to lose. And he's right. The midfield did not play well. They brought in Roger toward the end of the game to try to break up some of the freedom that RSL had in the midfield, but it was too little too late at that point. And uh, it just, you know. The back line did not play well, and, and I don't want that to get lost, but they also didn't get any help from the midfield. No, and, and really need to wash our mouth of this. Like, it's a, just a bad game, dude. I really thought it would be better. Um, you know, and luckily they get they get to do that, dude. Just just about a week later, they got another game here. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, and Peter Vermees' comments were really interesting because they they asked about the debut of Kaveh Rad. And he's not trying to destroy a kid's confidence after no. a game, but you can read between the lines here and you can tell that he's what he's saying is he didn't play up to what we needed him to play because he says, you know, EC was left out with an injury and I thought Kave fit in well for the game and it was our decision to put him there. So he's thinking, okay, that's before the game. He's looking strategically, Kave fits in well. I thought there were things he did really well in the game. Okay, positive. And then, but this is where it kind of turns and you have to read between the lines a bit. I also think that when young guys come in, they need some help from guys around them, just like John Pulskamp and goal. We just need to be a different team and work hard for the goalkeeper. We need to work hard for the guy who's pressuring the ball and the guy who's defending. There has to be cover. There were a lot of things today that just weren't there. I have to go back to the drawing board with the guys and try to get that rectified before we go into this next stretch. That's a lot of, you know, nice ways of saying things need to be better. He's never going to throw an individual under the bus. He might throw his whole team under. If they play like trash, he's not afraid to say, well, we were awful tonight. Yeah. But he's not going to say Kave was awful tonight. Like, I mean, he won't do it. No. And, you know, that to be clear, everything he, he said there. By the way, sorry. I just want to uh, clarify. He wasn't awful, Kave. Sure. And, and that's kind of what I was going to clarify. Everything he said there wasn't explicitly directed solely at Kave. Right. Some of that in there is Kave needs to be better. But a lot of that in there is the veterans around him need to step up, knowing that this dude's making his MLS debut and we have our backup keeper and goal. Fontas, you're a million-dollar-a-year center back. you got to be better. Ilya, you've been here for, what, four or five years? you got to be better. 
Remy Walter, we Whoa. brought you in here to be the box-to-box guy. You got to be better. He's blasting folks over here. So. Jimmy's, Jimmy's shooting from the hip on, on Star Wars Day over here. <laughs> I got my uh, I'm the Rebel Pilot t-shirt on from Rogue oh, okay. One. You can't well, see I watched, it really. I watched my Bad Batch already, you know. I haven't watched it yet, but I will. Good stuff, fun. It's like a movie. <laughs> the other thing I thought was interesting was they asked him about Alan Polito's goal. And it's interesting to hear when you juxtapose the answer to that question about Kavirad to you're laughing at my no i'm not there's just a motorcycle outside just revving their engine i'm like motherfucker i'm recording a podcast with dick. <laughs> pay some respect yes um when you juxtapose how he answered the question about kavai rad's performance with alan polito and he goes alan was excellent in the game if i was him i'd be incredibly frustrated because him and a few other guys wanted the ball they wanted to play and they were trying to play at this level you have to want the ball Today, for some reason, with the mistakes we made, RSL really hurt us. And when you don't have the ball and you lose it in spots that we did, you start guessing, wow. you start making decisions you don't normally make. And so he's just being like, basically what I hear is like, this isn't Alan's fault. Yeah. Alan did what Alan was supposed to do. We just couldn't get him the ball. And again, it kind of comes back to the midfield. Sure. So I doesn't, feel that. I mean, this doesn't, a game like this doesn't help Buzio who's supposed to be the new number 10 guy. And I think that I, and they will, but I think they need to just throw it away and uh, move forward, man. Cause three, one dude, you never want to lose by multiple goals. I mean, at least when you lose by one, you're still very much contending for a point, but when it came down to three, one dude, it's like, I want to keep, do we even keep watching? Is there any fight here? Cause it's kind of, they seem kind of done. You also wonder how much like elevation comes into play. Peter says it was a little warm up there. He's like, but it wasn't like dog days of summer. I mean, right. we it was fine. I thought it's it was a beautiful city. Day for soccer. Yeah. And here, I mean, freaking nipply as hell this morning, like 40 degrees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, what I was trying to say there, because I know they weren't in Kansas City, but like in Kansas City, you play 90 degree weather sometimes. Yeah. Like there should I be think, no complaints about the warmth. You know, Johnny was on a on on a my, some microphone somewhere i don't know if it's a podcast or something but he was saying how you know elevation still bothers him he's like i it's still one of the worst things we got to do in this league i'm just not used to it yeah um yes they have those chambers that they will like take naps in to help them get acclimated to that kind of air pressure but it's just not the same thing you know no like going to denver and running a mile probably feels awful i'll let yeah. you you know i'll let you know <laughs> so we move on to sunday mother's day yeah with austin fc coming bring to my town. mom there you go yeah dude very exciting uh we're gonna see matt beasler make his debut oh, at well boy. he's played obviously for austin fc at this point but uh make his debut for an opposing team at children's mercy park can uh, you imagine like last he missed last game because his wife had a baby mm-hmm. all right can you imagine if that happened this game? He'd oh my be God. kind of bittersweet. Like, it he would probably be happy, of course, but like, ah, it sucks it happened to happen now, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, Austin, man, they're an expansion they're team, but they're not a pushover. They're decent. They're all right. All right. All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let me tell you, <laughs> I had man. to do it. I had to do it. Uh, they I just, mean, you know, they, they keep getting older and the, the soccer stays the same age, you know, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they lost their first game of the year 2-0 to LAFC. Okay, whatever. That's not a big deal. First ever game against a, a pretty successful side. 
yeah, not they, really fair, by the way. It's like, hey, right. welcome to the league. Uh, face this bully over here. Right. <laughs> Even if we accidentally sub out our best player. But yeah. uh, they then went on to beat Colorado 3-1, and then they beat Minnesota 1-0. So they're coming in 2-1-0. And, yeah. uh, you know, if there was a U.S. Open Cup where you had to qualify through the first three games of the year, they might make it and we might not. Yeah, because I don't think we'd make it. You know, they're at six points. We're at what four? Four. So, you know, they and we're not. You know, we're not crying the blues yet. You know what I mean? We're no, we're, we're but, fine. You know, they they tend to win possession through three games. They have thirty nine shots to our twenty three on the year. Fourteen shots on goal to our nine. Three shots on goal through uh, per game is not going to do it for Sporting KC. Austin's closer to averaging five. Uh, bro, we had one shot on goal against RSL. Right. And Our passing accuracy through three games, 76.3%, according to MLSsoccer.com, to Austin's 80, 83.7. You know, oh, God, this, we're is, in trouble. this is, this is going to be, I mean, this is going to be an emotionally charged game with Matt Beasler coming back. He's going to have them fired up. Why wouldn't he, dude? So it's going to be like, please play your heart off because right. I need this. So I guess the question is, can SKC bounce back? And um, this is, I think, the last game of the MLS weekend. It's it's national TV, FS1, uh, yep. the night of Mother's Day. So 6.30, which means the game will probably start at like 6.53 or something. Yeah, it's it's going to be later in in the, the evening, I think. Someone told me MLS soccer is actually doing better about posting the actual kick times, but yeah. I don't I don't see it right now. I think that's going to be closer to the game where they might post the legitimate kick time. But, oh, 6.55 is kickoff. Yeah, see, you got to know. If you're national TV, it's 25 minutes after it's supposed to be. If it's local TV, it's usually about seven or eight minutes later. Yeah. Well, you and Fox I mean? Fox is even worse than ESPN. They, they, oh, they're yeah. different. Fox is always 25 yeah. minutes. ESPN's like 13 minutes. Oh, so, hey. there you go. But Fox is the worst offender of a lot of things. Um SKC, I'd like to think they, like you said, take RSL, learn from it, fold it up, put it away, move forward. You have to. You have to because this Austin team, you're going to play three times. Why not hit them in the mouth now and let them know what you came into because they're going to come back next month. And -hmm. then we got to go there in a couple months. So it's like, you know, they're kind of our uh, Minnesota this year, you know, playing them multiple times. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, three times. Um, they have a couple of, uh, you know, two-goal scorers in Dominguez and uh, Fagundes. Um, Whoa, those are eerily similar names. <laughs> uh, Nick Lima, Alex Ring, um, you know, they, they have Danny Husen is on the, the team, Matt Beasler. You know, these are, these are people, uh, Ben Sweat, but I think he just, I think he tore his ACL. Um, um, how mad would Beasler be if he didn't start? Oh, he's going to start. He'd be no, I'm saying like start. hypothetically, say the coach is like, you're not there. You know, you're not focused. You're not ready. Oh my God. He's who, got, he'd be pissed. Who would be more pissed? Beasler or the SKC fans who want to see Beasler? Yeah. I mean, we, we want to see him. And, and, and it's also, it's not like he left to go get more money. He didn't want to leave. Yeah. It's basically Peter was like, this is what we think you're worth right now. And you might not play. And mm-hmm. these are like, well, I'm going to go try to play somewhere. So yeah. it's 
not like he left on bad terms. It wasn't like a, a big Dom Do- Dom Dwyer trade where he said Orlando is his spiritual home or anything like that, right. you know. Well, so he's coming in in good graces. You know, I painted the wall with him, stuff like that. It's it's good time. <laughs> <laughs> you did, you did. Well, maybe we'll have to to dust off that video and tweet it out in uh, in honor of of yeah. Beasley this week and tag him ahead of the game. See if we I can... wish I wish we would have thought more about it and actually maybe tried to have Beasley on this week or something and tried to you know maybe talk to him about coming back and stuff he's not the best interview if i'm being honest how can you say that about people he doesn't like talking he he and zeus i think both went to like the same school of media interviews or something like that because neither of them say anything that could like they're both so guarded in how they answer questions you're looking for juice you're looking for i'll tell you this shirts i know what you're looking i'll tell you this matt beasler's not talking about pranks where he's cutting nipples out of people's shirts no definitely not but he's talking about how it feels to come back home and how it felt to leave and stuff like that people the stuff that people want to know i know you want the juice i, I know I mean, you want the dirt that would be nice if we could hear about that but okay what kind of who do we need to get on here then to get some kind of dirt <laughs> i mean who's at did, the top of your list oh, i don't know we did talk to zeusy at media day like we said and he, he got sure. a little emotional when talking about beasley coming back so yeah you know and got fired up to take that spot from jalen but if we could get peter Vermees on here and get some kind of dirt <laughs> going on dear we could have a grand old time there you go uh Beasler's coming back along with uh Austin FC head coach Josh Wolf and assistant Davey Arnaud it's yeah. gonna be a little reunion it kind of is Sporting had so. a big old uh, article about it yesterday and mm-hmm. uh and broke it all down for us yeah so it'll be fun I'm not trying to be Mr. Homer guy but I do think Sporting bounce back and probably get a win here that's very Homer of you <laughs> I I just I I'm not going to say they lose, but I'm not going to say they win overwhelmingly or anything like that. I think the midfield gets shuffled around a bit. I think we might see well, guys yeah. back in there. They're going to throw in Caden Pierre somehow. So I, well, he's an outside <laughs> back. I know, but, but so we did, you did mention that Kave Rad might be the quickest from homegrown signing to MLS debut. Caden Pierre signs on star Wars day. May the fourth be with you. Uh, Happy Star Wars Day to those who celebrate. Uh, and screw you if you hate it, because it's fun. <laughs> okay? It's, everyone's like, Star Wars sucks. I'm like, let us have fun. Who is everyone that says Star Wars sucks? Yeah, there's people. They exist. You know who I you did. Are. I did at my physical therapy today. Talk, look at the guy who was doing it. He's like, I just saw Star Wars for the first time like two weeks ago. And I was like, you're what? like 30. You I was going to say, it. is he 12? You got to see it. So, oh my lord! This is coming from a guy who just saw Harry Potter for the first time like six oh, months ago. So. That's awkward. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> uh, but Sporting KC announced uh, on Tuesday that they signed 18-year-old outside back Caden Pierre as a homegrown player. He has a four-year MLS contract through 2024 yeah. with an option for 2025. How old is he? 18. Yeah, 18, man. So probably signed. You know, he'll be 22 by the time that contract's over. And. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, what, what do you think he's making? 65, 65 grand a year or something? The MLS minimum, whatever that is. is, it, is 65, 60? 70, something like that. Uh, 18 years old. He's the 18th homegrown to emerge from the Sporting Kansas City Academy. And uh, Sporting leads MLS with 12 Academy products on its current roster, which is kind of cool. Very uh, cool, man. They just keep going, don't they? They just keep churning them. If you're in the Academy right now, you see all this happening around you. Oh, you are be fired exciting. up, dude. You're fired up to do your best so you can make that money, so you can get that push. You know what I mean? It's got to be exciting. But here, So here's the deal. Uh, he got some time with the club in preseason. 
He played uh, not an insignificant amount of minutes, 176 minutes across all four friendly matches. Uh, Mm. So he started for Sporting Kansas City 2 in their season opener this uh, past Saturday. How do you know all this? You talking to Chad? (laughs) Chad Chad Smith from the Blue Testament. Chad Smith, dude. I do not understand how he knows. Like when we were at media day. Yeah. He's like, that's Brandon Brickles. And we're like, who the hell is that? (laughs) (laughs) He just knows people. And I'm like, this is impressive. Yeah. And it's like, no, man, we don't, not everyone watches this stuff. You were so good. But, um, you know, he's, he's a, you know, can play both right and left back. What's curious to me is the timing of the signing. So. Yeah. Why? Why is, why is that curious? I don't know if I. I'm I I'm I'm not trying to read too much into this, but okay, Zussi's coming back at training. You have Jalen there, who's you know, Caden Pierre's not going to unseat Jalen for any any time on the on, on the right. But are they looking at that left spot and they're thinking maybe we need some competition to push both Amadou and and, and Luis Martins, or is this purely just you know what Caden's been doing well? Let's reward him and get him training up with the first team. It could just be that. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to know. Um, I bet they probably do a press conference. Um, oh, they will. Tomorrow or Wednesday or something? Wednesday, or? I think. Yeah, it's it's coming up. Here's the deal, though. He He's not short. He's 5'10", which is a pretty decent height for a, uh, a fullback. Is it? But he weighs as much as my left thigh because he's only oh, 140 boy. pounds. So Jimmy over here having weight issues. Five <laughs> <laughs> ten, 140 pounds, man. I yeah, can I mean gust the wind come and blow you away, man. Like, yeah, you, you're gonna fall you're, through the cracks in a floor. Gonna, you know, drink some protein shakes, eat some peanut butter, do something. My god. This is soccer. All right. It's not a it's not a big man's game. You know, you gotta be liked. So <laughs> random slight aside, speaking of nutrition and putting on weight for sports. Uh, former Cleveland Browns offensive tackle, uh, Joe Thomas, going to be a Hall of Famer, started a crazy amount of games, one of the best linemen to play, even though the Browns sucked the entire time he was there. It's not his fault. I don't know if you know who he is or if you've seen him post-retirement a couple years ago, but he did what happens to a lot of offensive linemen where there's these giant-ass dudes when they're playing in the league, they get out and they shrink down and suddenly they're like real fit and and, and they, they look pretty good. And you're like, what the hell happened? Well, he was talking about what he needed to eat to maintain the weight he needed to be to be a, an NFL offensive lineman. And good he's on. like, the amount of calories I ate every day to build the muscle I needed and to maintain the weight I needed. He goes, he went through the list of meals that he was eating and they're giant ass meals and whatnot. But he goes, on top of all the meals that I was eating every single day, just to get the calories and the fat that I needed to make up for the, the training and the weightlifting and all that stuff. He goes, I would get out a loaf of bread, an entire loaf of bread every morning, and I would make peanut butter jelly sandwiches and just eat them constantly throughout the day until I ate through an entire loaf of bread's worth of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in between my meals throughout the day. And he goes, that's the only way I could keep the weight on that I needed to to be an NFL offensive lineman. That's a lot of carbs, man. A lot of sugar with the jelly. I'm just, I'm over here like, that's a lot of bread. It is. But I mean, <laughs> I had one piece of toast this morning with my scramble. With the weightlifting and the running and the work. Like, I mean, no, I'm sure they're burning thousands sure. of calories a day. But no, 100%. And soccer, dude, it's a lean man's game, dude. You see Shallowy out there. The man's a gazelle that stride. I mean, he, he knows what he's doing. He's, he's got his diet in check. He only needs about, what, probably 1,600 calories a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so look, you know, Pierre doesn't have to be, you know, 
Kendall Waston out there jacked and whatnot. But, you know, I'd like to see him put on a little bit. So okay. we'll see. Well, you know, his, you know, you know, just body shame. Kidding I mean, there. just imagine like he's not in the <laughs> league anymore, but there, there are some big, stronger forwards. But like imagine if, if somebody like Zlatan or, or Daryl DK or whatnot, one yeah. of these bigger guys who's a, a forward is in Even the league. Josie out the door, dude, coming at you. Right. Like, you know, if Zlatan was still in the league, he'd step on Caden Pierre. That's fine. Then it's a foul. You know, <laughs> speed wins, man. Sometimes you just you got to win with the speed instead of the muscles. I get it. It's just a different man's game, and and your your body shame game for Caden is uh I'm not body shaming through the roof, bro. I just want him to <laughs> put on a little bit of weight so he can he can muscle around a little bit back there. You know what? I see behind you. There's a, a litter box floating there. I think you need to oh, yeah. go take care oh, of that. Might, might need to go check my sump pump. Hold on. But uh, I just want your cat to be paddling that just shit. rowing. Just, fucking rowing hey about time you got here you got a huge issue got a pirate hat and an eye patch absolutely he's just like meow meow bitches clean this (laughs) up (laughs) oh uh you mentioned sporting kc plays austin fc multiple times this year they actually just moved the july 17th home match a month earlier to june 12th i wondered why and then i i kept reading i was like why would they do this and then the next paragraph told me Yeah, it's it's gold cup. They're gonna host the gold cup in mid July, so it's Which is awesome. I think we all need to go to that. Yeah, it'll be pretty cool. So that's cool. And then the other cool bit of sporting news that's worth mentioning: uh, they just lo- launched fan voting for the 2021 Sporting Legends inductee. That's right. So you Who can get on there. Vote for that. It's interesting. They didn't give multiple choice like they've done in years past. They kind of left it open and like said, "Right hey, ends, huh?" Yeah, give give a write in. So, I mean, my, my bad. A lot of Harambe coming. Harambe, <laughs> sporting McSporty face. Um, <laughs> yeah. Dan Kuzer, who wrote Dan, that? Daniel Kuzer. <laughs> um, yeah, I I just we'll we'll see what happens. My first thought is Jimmy Nielsen. Jimmy oh, yeah. Nielsen's got to be in there. Sure. So that's who I would put. But you know, we we I'd be curious to see. Uh, you know, Smith of Snow, one of our listeners, he said his top four are Jimmy Nielsen, Davey Arnaud, Nick Garcia, and Chance Myers. Chance Myers is an interesting one because he was yeah. with that 2013 team and sure. obviously had a good service for Sporting KC. You know, I don't necessarily think of him in terms of on-field production at the same level as some yeah. of the other sporting legends, but... That's rough. Those first three choices he put, though, were pretty good. I mean... Is Seth Sinovic a guy one of these years who you're like, yeah, sort I don't of know. just some year due to the amount of time he was with SKC and just the consistency of his constant presence at left back for all those years? True, man. Because he'd fall out of the lineup and then he'd be right back in. Yeah. I mean, every time, so- I mean, how many times was there Rodney Wallace or Marcel de Young or Dude, like, why, why aren't we just banding together online and being like, so this is who it is, right? Like, let's all band together and make this person in, you know? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's got, it, it's not complete. It's never going to be complete until Jimmy Nielsen's in there. Like you sure. got to get Jimmy Nielsen in there. So yeah, for sure. That's who I would put in there. Uh, but let's uh, let us know who you guys want to see in the sporting yeah. legends. I'd be curious. Um, let's talk to, or get some of these other questions here. Get them. Um, Smith of Snow said today's homegrown signing of an outside back might be a sign that Zussi isn't playing anytime soon. I don't actually think that's true. He goes on to say his midfoot sprain is one that athletes don't recover from quickly. He's Stop back. that. Glad yeah. he's back training, but it's not a good injury to have. I actually, 
everything I'm hearing is that Zeus is actually progressing pretty well. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think this has anything to do. If, if it means anything, it could be a short-term solution. If Zeus is still like a month or, or six weeks away, it yeah. could just be that Peter's like, we need to have somebody rotationally who can get in it right back. And it can't just solely be Jalen, but I don't think it means Zeus is like having a setback or anything. Right. So this is an interesting one. Eric Martinez, one of our longtime listeners. Sure. he's a big sporting fan. I want to get your take on this. He says, I don't usually talk about PV, but that was some questionable coaching decisions. The lineup could have been a bit better considering fitness levels and going into a higher altitude. I just don't know. So I want to get your thoughts. Do you, I mean, do you put that on, on Peter and his lineup choices or, or is that more on the players not delivering how they need to? I think who, I I don't know. I thought who was available was, was who he chose, like who was the best, you know, players for the role. Right. I don't, I I didn't question the lineup when it came out. My only, I was shocked. I was like, damn, you go on Cave, like get it done. I mean, Uh, the the biggest question people have and and Cordell Collins asked this too, it says, do you think Roberto Punchech is on PV shit list? He goes, I assumed coming into the season, it would be him and EC as our main defenders. And he's only played 27 minutes as a sub. So why didn't he play over Cave? That's the question. Is it because he's, He'd prefer the the left side or the right. No, he he's right. He's on the right right. usually. Yeah. So it would have been that's where Cave was on the right. Yep. That's that's a young right side there with with Jalen and Cave. You know. Yep. Um, And Rubin took advantage of it. He he exposed it for sure. Yeah, I don't know, man. Punchets, dude. We we both yeah we both thought he'd be definitely in the mix. And hell, maybe Sunday he might be. I if I were a betting man, I think Punchets starts at right center back on Sunday. Yeah. I think that's what it's going to be. Unless he has pissed some people off, you know, I guess that's the true test this Sunday to see if he shows up. Well, who actually is apparently, excuse me, who's, who's must've pissed somebody off is is Graham Smith. Where has he disappeared to? (laughs) Graham Smith. He was on the bench, wasn't he? He's on the bench, but I mean, he was getting playing time and he he was for a bit. Sure. Has not been anywhere near the starting 11. Uh, he, He just doesn't seem to be in consideration. So. Yeah, he was play, he was in consideration last year a lot, and uh, was always he was kind of a big aerial threat on like set pieces and stuff. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe it's, he's just been passed. Maybe he's not feeling well. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Daniel Gooden says, "Do you think we will sign a non-homegrown player this summer?" No, definitely not. <laughs> we, we only sign homegrowns. <laughs> how it's how it seems right now. Uh, yeah. I just we're not going to sign a non-homegrown player unless the price is right. The time is right. The position is right. Everything has to be just right. Sure. We're not going to go out and break the bank just to sign somebody. That's not how Peter does it. Right. We're, I mean, we're scoring goals at least we're, we're not getting shut out by any means and that's how you win games. So it's just, they got to put some pieces together in the midfield here and maybe see who's going to lock down those starting forward spots. You know, that's the thing is there's no, real obvious hole yet in this team because we won haven't played enough games to see an obvious hole and the problem has kind of shifted around across the first three games it's not like all the back lines have been shit the entire first three games and the midfield's been shit the entire first three games there there's been a little bit of movement in terms of where the problem lies so i i, I don't think i could sit here and tell you yes yeah, sporting kc needs to sign somebody this summer and it needs to be xyz yeah we just don't know yet 
So no, I feel you. Uh, Connor Bateman says, if Ilya is going to be our six going forward, then our midfield will be a huge liability. It hurt us last year and it hurt us against Salt Lake, which I think a lot of guys had a bad game. So hoping we look better on Sunday, but Walter should be the six permanently IMO. Yeah, so I agreed. Walter's a, I mean, I, I feel like he's very confident, very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Walter did look good. And look, Ilya, it's his first game back. Nobody played well. He was playing in front of a very young line. So it could be that Ilya is used to maybe a little bit more cover if he steps up or what. They're just, there's a lot of chemistry issues we still got to work out. So right. I'm not willing to, to throw anybody out of the lineup just yet. We got to see. But that game was not good. Uh, Anthony Martinez, we already talked about Kave Rad's debut. You know, could be better, could be worse. Yeah. It's not solely on him, but the, the, the problems in that game. But so we'll see, but I don't know. It's uh, we'll see. It was kind of a rough, uh, a rough game, but you move one. on and shake it off, wash it out. We'll see what happens. Getting back at him. And it's supposed to be rainy on Sunday. Hopefully that, uh, that stays off and it can be a nice day, but as of right now, it looks to be 59 and rainy. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens. So, um, I do. Can I bitch about Woso? I want to get to Woso here in just a second, but I just wanted to point out this was kind of funny because on Thursday, April 29th, so this is the Thursday literally before the games, uh, Greg Seltzer of MLSsoccer.com, he does a lot of like listicles, top 10 this, top five that or whatnot. He wrote 11 way too early conclusions for the 2021 season, and he, he called out Sporting KC in one of them, and I just thought this was funny. He said his take. Sporting Kansas City can defend again, which is bad news for everyone else. And he goes yeah. on to say, uh, this once habitually stingy club seems to have found itself in 2021, which I'm kind of like, I don't know what he was watching in the first couple of games, really. But Sporting have conceded once in each game, and only six teams around the league have a better XGA per 90. Uh, they've accomplished this without Alan Polito and Johnny Russell. And he's talking about EC. Clearly, he didn't know EC was hurt. Fontes looking good. Okay, fast forward. We, we give up three goals after he says sporting KC can defend again and then uh on monday may 3rd steve zakwani put up an article that was you know basically you know something about every team and uh sporting kc the the sentences he wrote goes the way ruby over bean was able to slice and dice his way through sporting's back line for a second goal won't sit well with peter vermees currently they don't look capable of keeping a clean sheet and that's cause for concern so i just think it's funny how on the 29th of April, Thursday, Sporting KC can defend and everyone should be scared. And then by the time we get to Monday, same website, MLSsoccer.com, Sporting can't keep a clean sheet and that should be cause for concern. Different person though? Different person, but oh, still. Okay, different author. Yeah, it's just. Well, they don't run things. things by. They just, they churn out content as fast as they can to get it on the site. You know what I mean? It's yeah, a bit tough job, man. You just got to write whatever you can in the moment and get it out there yeah i just thought of it i don't know why i just thought it was funny because it would have been funny if it was the same guy it would have like, been really funny you, t- <laughs> you contradicted everything you said four days ago in reality i think the truth is probably somewhere in the middle of those two articles yeah they're both very very extreme so the sky is not falling but also we're not the world's best defense so. yeah let's let's talk in july and see if we need to start freaking out a little bit you know yeah but Sunday, Saturday was not good, and I'm ready to come back home and get the job done. Let's uh, we'll see. 
we'll see. It'll be fun. Awesome right. to see. So uh, let's let's talk Casey Woso a little bit. Um, yeah. This game did not against OL Rain did not go how Casey Woso wanted to. It's an uphill uh, battle for this club, man, they're, because they're an expansion team, but they're not. You know, they don't get the expansion team benefits. Really, it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, it's it's tough. Um, the game started out real well. Six minute, Mallory Weber uh, found the net for for KCNWSL, and 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 they went up one zero. Uh, but there was a penalty kick in the thirty fourth minute uh, that equalized the game one one. Um, and then later on in the 84th minute, well, Rain went on to get the winner. Uh, they ultimately ended up winning two to one. Like you said, I think it's just kind of rough with this team is kind of an expansion team. They kind of had to reinvent themselves. They have some of the same players as uh, Salt Lake did, but they don't get the Salt benefits. Lake bottom of the league last year. I mean, I think they, I don't think they were good by any means. So a couple of years ago, they were decent, but then sure. they, yeah, had an off year. And they had a lot of people leave. And uh, I'll tell you one thing, though. They had their first game at Legends Field uh, mm-hmm. where the Monarchs play baseball. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was different. It was different. I was in the bleachers, you know, a little bleacher butt action. Had people checking tickets in the bleachers. And I was like, don't worry. I'm not trying to sit on a closer bleacher, okay? I'm getting bleacher butt all around. <laughs> let's let's relax. It's cheap seats galore. But also, you have expensive seats down on the field, which are like, probably a thousand dollars a ticket right and this whole game you got two kids throwing this tennis ball back and forth just launching it way up in the air probably playing 500 or some shit you know what i mean counting up their scores they catch the ball and i'm just like this is distracting me i hate this and the ball ends up on the freaking field so who else than labanta you also know her as roger espinosa's fiance also i want to see her and roger play just play soccer because she is so aggressive like he is too and i love it they're both gonna just go in for two-footed tackles against each other yes yes she's all over the place dude she got the freaking wind knocked out of her last night she's getting onto balls like she's the number nine and she's not you know she's not the number nine right and this ball ends up on the field referee doesn't do anything about it she's running down that we're on offense and she grabs the (laughs) ball and she chucks it bro like damn near out of the stadium and one security guard gets it and the kids are like my ball and i'm like is anyone going to tell these kids to stop throwing a ball this would never fly at children's mercy park right. no one's kids are going to bring a ball to play with okay this isn't a t-bones game this isn't where you bring your glove and play catch you know outside or in the kids zone or anything right. like that they were doing this in front of everybody i i just I don't know, man. You really paid a thousand dollars a seat to have your kids uh, throw a ball. Well, and somebody who works for KCNWSL or one of the game day staff should have said something. Somebody needs to go down there and say, "Hey, not here," because as you said, this would not happen at a sporting KC game. This would not happen at Children's Mercy Park. It should not happen at a KCNWSL game. It should not happen at any women's professional sports game or amateur sports game or anything like this this doesn't happen and if it wouldn't happen at a men's game and someone would do something about it then the same thing should happen at the women's game i agree man i just i respect this game and it was just totally uncalled for and rude and the fact that it went on the field like that should have been since no one said anything before they should have said something there but no they kept playing they kept playing catch you know okay i hope their parents beat them how about that i hope they got a spanking I, uh, 
you didn't get spankings as a kid oh i did see when people but... tell me they didn't get spankings i'm like whoa who are you like that you, <laughs> i do did people exist <laughs> i don't i don't know I, I think parenting has evolved a bit since we were children i don't know if that's a um y'all you know, gone soft a preferred <laughs> disciplinary method anymore but if you didn't get the spoon or a wire hanger or get locked nope. in the garage you're gone soft <laughs> none of those are good so <laughs> we'll uh, we'll leave it at that but uh if you didn't get your mouth washed out with a bar of soap you're soft i did have that happen yeah bro i had to take a bite disgusting oh i didn't have to do that but it wasn't fair I was like, can I get, can I opt for the liquid stuff? I'm fine with the liquid stuff. Just get a spoonful of liquid soap, please. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you want me to bite the dial bar? All right. I'll bite the dial. No, the worst is when like, you know, you're a little punk kid and like, again, like I don't have kids. I I probably won't ever, but if I did, I probably wouldn't spank them or whatnot. But when you're a little smart ass kid and and your parents are trying to spank you to prove a point and you turn around, you're like, that doesn't hurt. And you're like, what are you doing? Oh, that's not, yeah. Don't say that. They'll hit you harder. I once put on 10 pairs of underpants because my mom said, (laughs) come downstairs for a spank. And I had like 10 pairs of tidy whities on. That didn't hurt one bit, man. Put put a a book in there. Yeah. I look like a real big, you know, big fat guy where you don't know where his back ends and his butt begins. That whole thing. It was padded. Oh my God. It was good. But uh, no, I, somebody's got to do a better job at KC, KCNWSL. And it shouldn't have happened in the first place. But now that it has happened once, they better learn from this. And and if they yeah. see something like this happening again, make sure they say something. You cannot have balls flying should on the I, field. Should I have said something? Am I part of the problem? Um, I wouldn't say. I have a problem of... speaking up sometimes. What, what I what I probably would have done in the situation, I wouldn't have said anything directly to the kids, especially since no. parents get weird. I might have said something to an usher and just been like, hey, can you ask them to stop throwing the ball? It's distracting. It could go on the field. So if you see it again, you could. But the ushers could care, you know. The issue is you shouldn't have to be the one to do that because somebody who works there should see it and say, hey, not here. It was frustrating. But the moral of the story is don't mess with Lola Bonta because Mm -hmm. she will chuck you off the field. Like it was it was a a sight to behold. I wish, I wish she would have just I don't know if it was like a beach ball or something. I wish she would just pop the damn thing. That would have been crazy. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, um, challenge cup didn't end as Casey yeah. NWSL would and have wanted. Regroup. You got the real season. This doesn't count during real season. This isn't yeah. MLS is back, you know? So they finish the challenge cup with a draw playing the Chicago red stars and then three losses to the thorns dash and OL rain. They, they will regroup. And have their uh, first regular season game on May fifteenth away at Racing Louisville. Oh, that's uh, right. It's but fast. You know they're going to have a new jersey for the regular season because this jersey was just temporary for the Challenge Cup. So we'll see what happens. But if you want to own a signed game worn Challenge Cup jersey, go check out Casey Woso on Twitter. You can go to kcnwsl.com. Their jerseys are being auctioned off with all proceeds benefiting Variety KC. So yeah. go check it out. The auction closes this Friday, 5 p.m. Central Time. What's uh, what was say the website again? Uh, KCNWSL.com. You can go see it there, or you can go to KC Woso on Twitter. Um, all proceeds are going to Variety KC, uh, which helps kids in uh, in the Kansas City yeah. area. It's actually KCWoso.com, not KCNWSL.com. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I okay. So you're right there. Their Twitter link, um, 
that they push people to it says kcnwsl.com and then a backslash so it's like their shortened link so that's interesting yeah, yeah good just go check out casey woso on twitter at casey woso um it's their pinned tweet you can click on the link in there um kcnwsl.com slash whatever and then that'll direct you to uh what you need to go to to bid on these game worn jerseys it's pretty cool yeah, man Labonta's jersey right now is uh at the highest price mm-hmm. um sitting at 350 so it's pretty cool amy rodriguez is there at 325 so desiree scott 300 i mean there are some jerseys in here for you know between 100 and 200 dollars and, and these are game worn jerseys and these jerseys will not be sold retail these is this is the only time you can own one of these jerseys so yep it's pretty cool and it's for a good cause so go check it out but uh the only other thing really just a, a little note from from around the league um well outside of there's there's been some CONCACAF games that we didn't talk about before but um atlanta united Seems like they are uh, they're playing right now, actually, as we record. They're up 1-0 in leg two against Philadelphia Union. But unless something crazy happens, the Union are moving on uh, in the Champions League. Atlanta will be out. Um, as of the recording of this, Cruz Azul leads Toronto 3-1 to on aggregate. Uh, and then Monterey and Columbus are tied 2-2. And Portland and America are tied 1-1. So my wish is coming true. Atlanta's not winning yeah true <laughs> but so there's that and then the other thing i was just gonna to point out um your boy jordan morris we know he's been injured got injured when uh, he was playing over in the championship uh apparently what they're saying is jordan morris is unlikely to appear at all for the seattle sounders in 2021 um because he injured his acl in late february with swansea city and uh, Seattle Sounders general manager and president of soccer, Garth Lagerway said, I don't think it's likely he's going to play for us this year. The knee injury was a little more serious than his first one. Uh, so it's just an unfortunate situation for Jordan Morris. Uh, it will change the balance of the Western conference in MLS if he's not coming back. So, um, yeah, it's unfortunate unless you don't like playing against him, then it's like, <laughs> all right, cool. We'll see you next year. Yeah. It makes, makes it, um, you know, a little easier to play Seattle, but obviously nobody wants to see, you know, he was kind of coming into his own for the U S men's national team too. So true. Probably, probably was going to feature for the gold cup and now he will not. Yeah. So, just a real bummer, but that's all I got for this week. I can't think of anything else either, man. I, I did my woe. So bitching, uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, we talked sporting, so here we are. There you go. Well, thank you guys so much for, listening and sticking with us even in the midst of a in the midst of a tough loss uh, but make sure you follow us on twitter at no other pod at dan Kuzer at jc max 03 uh, follow us on instagram there too same handles for all of those uh, like us on facebook facebook.com slash no other pod shoot us an email no other pod at gmail.com and make sure you leave us that five star rating and review and check out hello tushy.com slash no other for 10 percent off your hello tushy bidet but until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We will catch y'all later. See ya. Grab your litter boxes. Ahoy, bitches!
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.